Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I am one half of your host, I am Sherm. Got my boy Obed in the building, of course. Um, got a special guest for us, returning guest out from New York, our local NBA expert, Anu, is in the building. Glad to have you aboard, sir. Yo, we got so much news to talk about. I know everyone's trying to get ready for that big old turkey day tomorrow. We're dreaming about stuffing and mashed potatoes and cornbread and whatever it is, but let's hold up a little bit, folks. We're going, we going to get, we going to dive in real quick. So let's get into it. Obed and a new, um, let's first off talk about some NBA, of course, as we have a new here with us, some of the biggest, there's been signings, there's been trades, there's been deals and wheels and just everything's just been rolling the past few days around the NBA. So much to talk about first, obviously the biggest news probably so far this offseason has been the signing of Gordon Hayward to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, let's, let me, let me throw it over to the guest and new first, Obed, if you don't mind, man, this has been kind of wild that I, I'm surprised he went to Charlotte. Um, to, mean, it's, to me, it's just like, really, Charlotte? Uh, to me, I think this was just about money. Would you agree, Anu? Absolutely. Actually, we were talking offline how, you know, Charlotte's not going to win no chip. And for some players, the chip is the bag. And, you know, with, with this type of transaction, that's, what, that's the only conclusion we could come up with. So I totally yeah. agree with you. Right. I mean, it just seems a little weird that he picked Charlotte who really hasn't, you know, even sniffed the playoffs in the past, you know, how many years? I mean, they were, I mean, what? I mean, they finished, what, what, 18, 19 games below 500 this year? So they haven't really done anything. I don't think Gordon Hayward's going to project them to become a playoff team, Obed, would you say? Absolutely not. This reeks of uh, Jordan, uh, excuse me, Kevin Love's max deal after LeBron left, uh, after they won the championship in Cleveland. You're there's a team looking to give you $120 million max contract and you're going to be the focal points. So you're going to get all the shots that you want and whatnot. You know, Gordon Hayward probably looks at his career and just like, I'm not winning a chip with any of these teams and any of the contenders don't want me. So let me just get paid. I want to ask also another question. Oh, I knew. Yeah. Go ahead. Jump in there. Yeah. My dad, I'm just saying, you know, Hey, what's better than getting the bag and then going to network with Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? And then you're at your latest, latest stages of the career. Mm-hmm. You get to network, you get to get cool. And you, you don't know what's going to happen with COVID in terms of what's in terms of what kind of opportunities are going to be available after you're done playing. Mm-hmm. So you, you link on with someone with Michael Jordan and you right. set yourself up for the future. Remember, he's not that old. He's only he's only 30. He's got to remember, he's only 30 years old. So he's got at least, what, seven, eight years left, you know, maybe maybe six you know what I mean? Because Benny going how you know, we all know his horrific injury he had a few couple of seasons ago that might limit his career. But still, I mean, looking at Charlotte's lineup, dude, I mean, they don't really have any, I mean, I mean Terry Rozier is a decent player, Cody Zeller, you know, they draft, they just drafted LaMelo Ball. Um, and they, Rozier might be on his way out, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So it might be maybe Clippers. I, I was reading something online that possibly MJ might be looking to go after Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's now, his for, for Jordan, right? Yeah, Jordan, the Jordan brand. Russ, you know, is, is if if that's a possibility, like I said it before this Gordon Hayward trade, I was like, no way Westbrook is going there. Now, can Gordon Hayward attract a big name like a Westbrook alone? You know, can MJ bring, bring a guy like that in there? I don't know. I feel like it's still going to be tough. Charlotte's not a big marketable marketable uh, team. So I think it's still going to be tough for any of you, any of sign any other big name free agency agents there, but I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, 
Celtics lost another one. Well, Celtics actually get, uh, re-signed another uh, one of their players because they. this is like the only player that they got to re-sign was Jason Tatum. They've been kind of losing players left and right. Jason Tatum signed a huge, huge deal with them. I think the max, uh, max five-year extension worth up to $195 million. I mean, what does it say for really for Boston, Obed, that the Celtics just, just are kind of losing players kind of left and right? Al Hoffer's not there anymore. You know, like I said, I mean, we just mentioned Gordon Hayward's gone, you know. They don't really have, you know, they were able to still stick with Kemba, but this Boston team was really a team that people were looking at to possibly win a championship. And now it's kind of like, eh, you'll, you're a four or five, you're a four or five seed, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that they're hoping that they can continue to build off of, right? Like, I mean, obviously they're happy to unload Gordon Hayward's contract because he never really fulfilled the top billing that they put up on him. Uh, when they signed him, um, you know, happy to have Kemba home. He looks like he's come back into form for who he was coming out of college. Uh, and especially all those years that we won't say were lost in Charlotte, where so, you know, uh, ironically, uh, where Hayward is he- headed, but good to see him back in form. Um, I, I mean, they still have the coaching. They obviously have two pieces that you can definitely build around. Jason Tatum is a star in this league and will continue to be a star in this league for some time. Uh, Kemba is a great second piece there for them. You know, all they need to do is get, hey, we, who, we don't know what the future looks like. Maybe Taco might come out and do something for him. Um, probably not. I just think he's super gangly tall dude. Yeah, um, yeah. But they just, they just need to build around this nucleus. I think shedding contracts like a lot of teams are doing right now in the free agency period is giving them an opportunity to have some flexibility. And if they have to draft picks, they can do some things yeah i love jason jalen obviously jason tatum i think he's a stud he's gonna be a star of this league for a while jalen brown kemba you mentioned um i think they maybe need another big man in there to help him out but i guess we'll see how that goes another another guy who got a big deal was donovan mitchell the utah jazz dude these kids these kids are making money dude he got he got another uh max rookie contract extension five years 195 million dollars oh bed let me ask you this does utah really seem like a threat to you in the western conference with i mean as we know the westerners loaded with the la teams with houston you know the guy teams like that dallas is really i mean you know i know utah was what a six seed last year if i'm if i'm not mistaken last season yeah pretty so, sure six right so a new do you think that they can kind of come up with i think they got to sign other players i think they got to sign another big name big name guy absolutely i mean look donovan is you know a rising star you know of course the max contract shows says that and of mm-hmm. course his performance in, in the bubble uh, you know sh- showed that as well but you know he, he's gonna be like lebron james or anybody and any that 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 one star that's just gonna be kind of you know trying to carry his team and you know, what's mm-hmm. that going to do, in, in, especially in the West, right? So, yeah, right. they do need to make some more moves, you know, just like the Lakers have been uh, active. I don't mm-hmm. know why more teams haven't been active. You know, if you think other teams should have been more active like the Lakers because they just saw, okay, oh, Lakers, you know, even if they just repeat with who they had was still a like, at least the odds in terms of Vegas was going to, you know, go go with uh, the Lakers. And now, you know, with the remodel of the Lakers, I mean, forget it. So now teams should be like panicking and really making moves and um, change, right. change the thing up. And you know that's that's a perfect segue. And we were talking about the, talking about the Lakers here. They made a couple of different moves, and some guys made the move themselves. You know, they lost Dwight Howard and Rajon Rondo. They were able to pick up Marcus All though and Montrez Montrez Harrell. Um, I'll, I'll turn it back to you quickly, Anu, before I go to Obed. Um, I mean, what do you what do you what do you think of this new makeup of the Los Angeles Lakers? Like I said, they lost big man Howard, but they get Marcus All 
and Harold, but they lose playoff Rondo because we all know playoff Rondo is a beast on the on the floor. He's a floor general. He his his basketball IQ is so is so is so high. So what do you think of the Lakers' chance of possibly repeating next season? Very high. You, you know what this uh, um, new makeup of the Lakers looks like? So with Anthony Davis and LeBron at the you know so-called four and five last year was like the old school model. Right, we were having bigs at the bottom, like you know, um, with uh, Spurs, uh, uh, Duncan and uh, Robinson. So mm. now you, you kind of had that going, and now they're pretty much doing the same thing, but yet these are stretch fours and fives. So mm. now they're pretty, pretty much bringing the old model back with the new, incorporating it, and I think the odds go through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ben, let me go to you quickly here. I mean, obviously LeBron is LeBron is still be LeBron, of course. Um, I mean, what do you expect from this from this kind of sort of revamped Lakers squad. And now it is well to note that AD um, did reject his option and he'll, but we all know it's just because he wants to resign and get a bigger deal. So we know he's, he's not going anywhere, but technically Anthony Davis is not a Los Angeles Laker right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, but, but no, but we all know he's going to stay. So LeBron AD, they picked up Dennis Schroeder from the, from the thunder. They've got Kuzma there. Um, now with Marc Gasol and Montrose Harrell, I like the way that they're going with the big guys, you know, getting Gasol and Harrell. I don't, I don't know about you, but I like that they're getting, they're getting bigger. Yeah, I like the move that they're getting bigger. I mean, arguably, a lot of other teams are trying to go smaller, play uh, small ball, have right. big guys who move out to the outside and can take shots as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously, this is them saying they have faith in Quinn Cook if he's going to be running the point for them. Uh, I mean, this to me seems like an opportunity to say, hey, Kyle Kuzma, we're looking for you to continue stepping up if what you've been doing over the last few years is stepping up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope, obviously, they're going to be looking at him to be more of a contributor. They have a young, core nucleus they did not make a move for the Antetokounmpo that we thought they would but they did end up with Kostas um so you know I mean I think this is an opportunity for them to leverage their youth focus on the individuals who are there as a part of the run so they just kind of add pieces don't remove too much but losing a guy like Perlioff Rondo I think is a very very big loss um you know you think they bring in a guy like J.R. Smith and he never touches the ball on the court uh for them through that run right. you know shows you how vital it was for them to have Rondo there running point I was kind of surprised that J.R. just got no burn at all like he was like do we play like 30 seconds in a couple games and maybe that was it it was just kind of shocking that he just got no run whatsoever he basically got a free chip you know what i mean but hey if you can get it you can get it i guess right <laughs> yeah but that's just genie buzz trying to show like you know she gave um uh, kobe that 25 million dollar contract to show hey did we take care of our own this is this is uh genie buzz telling lebron hey look i uh, you know we take care of you we take care of our stars by hey if you want to you know, if you want bring us to take care of somebody, boy, we'll do that. Right. Bring you, we'll do right. that. So right. we take care of you and we show you extra how we take care of you by, you know, looking out for someone that you want us to look out for. Right. Right. I got you. I got you. Another former Los Angeles Lakers headed is headed out, out to DeMarcus Cousins. He's going to, he's going to Houston. Now DeMarcus, obviously we know hasn't played much because he's been riddled with injuries. Obviously we know he had the Achilles before, you know, I think he had, he had an ACL, can't, one, I guess this goes out to either of either of you, Obed or Anu. One, can he ever be the same player that he once was in Sacramento? And two, do you expect him to stay in Houston? Because we all know, I think Obed, you and I talked about, it, I think last week, Houston might be dismantling pretty soon. It seems that James Harden wants out. He wants to go to Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie. And Anu, I will get your thought on that in a second. Um, but Obed, I'm just wondering, you know, can is Demarcus Cousins enough 
to change James Harden and maybe what's the Russell's minds to stay in Houston? I don't even know if, De- if DeMarcus Cousins is healthy enough to go down there and do anything. I mean, the man has is basically playing basketball on one leg, right? I don't know <laughs> what, what you, he brings to the t- table that, you know, obviously he's not going to jack up 30, 40 shots a game. Like the guy that's on trying to be on his way out. Uh, you, you know, potentially your best bet is to keep Russell Westbrook in there, but he wants to be a one man show. So, uh, you know, is there a chance that DeMarcus is just going to come in here try to clean up as many boards as possible, even though racking underneath is not something that I would expect from somebody with a partially torn ACL and the quad injury and the leg injury. Uh, And then, you know, is he willing to, you know, how long can he gut that out and just distribute the ball to Westbrook? I mean, it just, it seems like he's showing up to get a check before they nuke this thing, like Anu was saying. Right. So Anu, let me ask you, I mean, is it enough to keep Harden really in town because, and 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 then and then let me let me ask you the real question because like I said I wanted to ask you before, what do you think about James Harden possibly going to Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie, or do you think they have to unload Kyrie? Well, the mindset it is made up, right? He only has one trade to to New York, so the so the chances are in, you know, are high, but in reality, in terms of happening, because you got to do a whole a whole lot of trading, a lot of future round picks, and all that that that's tough to you know work that out. You know, because then it's like almost like Brooklyn would have to give a lot of their team away. The GMs will have to get extremely creative to make that happen. Right. right? And yeah, I feel like I feel like Brooklyn would have to just mortgage the entire franchise. To give, you know what I mean? Just, just, just or to... they, instead of three way, they would need like a four five, six way, like, you know, team trade where it's like, they, mm. you know, some, you know, somehow the, the, the Rockets are and the Brooklyn can make a lot of other teams happy and yet make themselves happy as well. I think that's that, that's that's what's gonna happen. But as for Demarcus Cousins, I'm mm-hmm. I, I agree with Obed, man. I, I don't I don't know you know what was the point of that. You know, like it's almost like when it was, it's almost like Dwight in um uh, Washington. It, it was nothing. Like, it, <laughs> dude, I know? feel like Dwight is gonna end up playing for every franchise but before by the time his career is done. Dude. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of been just been going. He's been, dude. He's like I like I said it offline. He's been he's he's been passed around more than more than the mac and cheese at Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, just, Next, next, next. Oh, pass it over here. Pass him over here, dude. He's just switching teams. I don't. I don't know why he left LA to be honest to go to, go to Philly. Exactly. But Philly. at the same time, regardless, I thought if even if he did go to leave LA, which I thought he wouldn't as well, um, I thought he was going to make more money because how, the, what what he did for them last year, you know, all mm-hmm. throughout the year, it wasn't like only in the playoffs. And I think he did more throughout the year than than in the playoffs. I think that he did compared to the finals, the other couple, the other rounds, he did more finals. Not so much. I think he fell down a little bit, but still, I thought, you know, he did really, really well. It's probably best year, so, you know, in years. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's definitely one of the, you know, good, great big mans of his time, you know, averaging what, like, what, 17 and 12 throughout his career, but uh, I don't know how he's going to play in Philly. I know they got a new coach in Doc Rivers, so we'll see how that goes, but I think the one of the biggest things people are wanting to see what happens this offseason is with one being one of the biggest stars in a two-time reigning MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I got to ask, w, I got to say, WWGD, what will Giannis do? So I, this is, I guess it's really a two-part question. One is, should he leave Milwaukee? To my two, and two is, will he leave Milwaukee? I, I'll, I'll bet I, I will go to you first before we head out to a new. Um, he's in the boat of uh lebron in the east you can stay in the east and probably have an easy route to the uh championships finals 
Um, I don't mm-hmm. see any like, real threat out there unless Brooklyn comes together and has their act together, which I don't know how long that's going to last because, you know, their head coach there, uh, Steve Nash, has never had any coaching experience. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, Miami is really the one they got to watch out for. Um, should he leave? He should. He could have success elsewhere. He could go sign a medium-sized deal and be the big three with the Lakers, and they could just go and win this thing and call it a day. You know what I mean? Pull LeBron off the off the uh, court to rest, and you, you can have him, AD, and Giannis out there, GA and AD killing it. Um, will he leave Milwaukee? Probably not. I think he loves the city. I think the city is is is. Uh, akin to him you know they've taken him in they've taken in his brothers as well like they've been so good to him you know it's it's hard to leave when you're already sitting on the throne but you know if you want that championship it isn't going to happen there yeah I think you're right they that city's definitely embraced him um like I said the two-time two-time reigning MVP but I'll bet um excuse me I'll bet I think that you know will he leave I don't think he will should he yeah, because they're not going to win in Milwaukee unless you can bring in another key key uh, free agent or via trade or somebody a key key all a key all star. Excuse me. I know you got Chris Middleton. He's an all star for some reason. Sure, why not? Okay, but he's not going to lead. He, him, and Giannis aren't going to lead lead the way to get them a championship. Can they get to the finals? Yeah, they probably can get to the finals. Um, you know, because Toronto is kind of losing some pieces there. And Boston's not, they might not be the same. He, he as well, too. Like you said, Obed, they're going to have to compete with Miami. But should he leave? Yeah. If he, if he goes to LA, whether it's with the Lakers or if it's with, with, with the Clippers, remember, still got PG and Kawhi out there. Either one of those LA teams, it's a wrap 100%. Um, and new. So before we, before we take a break, let me go to you, Anu. Should he leave Milwaukee? Will he leave Milwaukee? Should he leave Milwaukee? No, in terms of the bag and in terms of, you know, his, the, the city has embraced him, right? Especially mm-hmm. for what, 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 what he and the team did in terms of taking that, you know, strike, that, that boycott in those games. I think that was a big, big step, you know, and uh, the, the city already embraced him. So now they're like <laughs> doing a bear hug with him, you know, you know what I mean? And um, as for will he, that's questionable. So if he doesn't sign you see what if Brooklyn has a smooth year and they're giving you trouble. Now you're like, okay, I could go to Miami. I could go to Boston. <laughs> I could like, you could make these places. You might have to do a Kevin Garnett. You might have to do a LeBron and then, you know, make those tough decisions. But uh, Obed, you were saying how if Giannis goes to uh, Lakers, honestly, he'll be the new Kevin, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin, um, Kevin Love. No, no, no. Kevin uh, Grant. Yes. Yes. Sorry. He'll be the new <laughs> skateboard. Sorry. He'll be the new skateboard. Yeah. Oh, right. There you go. Yep. 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 True. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, you're joining a super team. You know. Yep. Just like, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, for sure. But the idea is to win. Like I've said this before. In the words of the great Herm Edwards, you play to win the game, and most guys play to win. And he, I don't believe he will win in Milwaukee unless they bring in other big name players like a James Harden or, you know, some, somebody like that, you know what I mean? Or Russell Westbrook, some, whatever, whatever they, I'm just, like I said, I'm just many names. I'm not saying specifically somebody like that for him to help out him and Chris Middleton, right? Or another stretch four, another stretch five, you know, now that they have Drew Holiday, you know, so they, like they, someone like Marcus Gasol would have been perfect, you know, with him down there, you know what I mean? He's on mm-hmm. ball, ball, ball. He, he doesn't hog the ball. He's just, you know, going to clean up the glass, play, play good defense down there. Right. 
So that's someone who they need. Yeah, I mean, Drew Holiday was a good acquisition for them. Like I said, you got Chris Middleton at the three, as I mentioned, and Giannis or Brooke, I still look Brook Lopez at the five. Yeah, but like I said, James Harden going right at the, right at the two spot. You know what I mean? That's that's a that's a spot where he can he can be inserted right there. Now, granted, obviously, you know he's going to get up his points, but somebody like that, some type of big name acquisition, they would need to really get over the hump. Can they trade for let's say Bradley Beal out in Washington? Because you know Washington might be looking to trade Kyrie. Kyrie um, Oh, excuse me. The Washington might be looking to trade a Russell Westbrook for um, John Wall. A new that's what I, that's the only one I wanted to get. You know, I don't think it's going to happen, but I wanted to just get your thought. Do you think it will happen, and should it happen? What was the what would be the point of trading Russ for John Wall? Should it happen? No, because John Wall. I mean, well, if you if you take before injury, mm-hmm. John Wall is I think you know better than Russ. You know, all, all around. You oh, know. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All around in terms of his game, right? Because mm-hmm. he's more explosive, right? After injury, you, you, it's debatable, right? Now, sure. will it happen? No, because the organization came out and said there's no trade. We're building around um, our two main stars, and we're not trading uh, John Wall. John Wall or Bradley Beal. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. For well, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna say uh, peace to a new here. Obed and I, I will be back here shortly to discuss some brief college football news and some, of course, some NFL action. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Anu, we'll catch you guys next. We'll catch you next time, sir. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Absolutely. Of course, our local expert, Anu from New York. We'll be back in a few minutes, folks. Stay tuned. All right, folks, we're back here on what's the word entertainment let's continue obed we'll talk about some brief just college football uh news and we'll move on to the nfl um the first re- uh, first initial ranking of the college football playoffs did come out yesterday i uh, wanted to just see your get your thoughts on it did you have any sort of things that you didn't agree with or that you or was it kind of in line to me that the only thing that really stood out was um ohio state um being ranked number four um instead of them because they were number three in the ap poll uh, ahead of clemson but i um i actually don't Mm -hmm. mind them being number four in this situation because they're four or no clemson is seven seven and one so yes they clemson has a loss yes but they played eight games they're seven and one ohio state has only played four games so i actually don't mind this i would agree with you on that one that, that you know i i for me, I was a little miffed about it would make sense. Undefeated mm. teams would be ranked higher than a team that has a loss, but they've played eight games. This goes mm. back to comments that you and I have made regarding uh, teams that have not played, especially out of the Big Ten, anywhere near the number of games that are going to be played by uh, ACC, SEC teams. Mm. Uh, so how we treat them, how we rank them, uh, the way, what you're stating is an argument for why a team like Florida is not above Ohio State. Why a team like BYU or Cincinnati is not above Ohio State. Miami mm-hmm. is not above Ohio State. But we understand the value, the quality of the wins there, the quality of the of the organization there. Uh, right. And really, college football is going to make sure that th- those four make it all the way through. As I said, this four should not change without there being anything drastic. Um, and it has kind of been the same. 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to change. Of course, Alabama number one. They're at seven. No, well, they got a tough one this weekend against Auburn. They're going to be without Nick Saban. He did test positive for COVID nineteen, so he will not be on the sidelines for them. Notre Dame at number two, and as I mentioned, Clemson at three, Ohio State at four. Yeah, I was kind of surprised Florida wasn't up there a little higher, maybe even above Texas A and M. Florida six and one, A and M is five and one. Cincinnati eight and zero. Uh, at number seven, Northwestern five and zero and eight, followed by Georgia five five and two, and Miami at uh, number ten at seven and one. So yeah, I mean, but we all I know we we know Ohio State is a powerhouse. Um, they should pretty much run the table. Uh, you know, Justin Fields. Like I, I've said it. You no, know, I'm high on Justin Fields. I lo- I like this kid a lot. Um, now here's the thing. Ohio State's instead of playing the, the eight games that the Big Ten was planning to play, the Ohio State's only going to be playing seven games because they had their game against Maryland canceled, not postponed, canceled. So, what the team, if they go seven, they got Illinois coming up, then they're going to be Michigan State, and then, of course, the end, the end of the year against Michigan. So, let's say they're at seven and no. Do they deserve to be in there ahead of a team, let's say, you know, a Cincinnati team that may go completely, you know, um, let's say 10 and 0 or whatever the case may be is, um, I mean, is it kind of fair now Cincinnati does have their game against Temple canceled, so they can only go nine and 0, but would it be fair to, let's say I go against a team like Miami who may have, who have played more games, which has one loss. I don't know. It's so hard to tell. This is why I really don't, I've said it before. I've said it before on this, on this show. I don't like this season of college football. It's not the same product. It's not the same thing. And it, it's, it's really not. And I kind of like, it's a season for me. It's a wash. Whoever wins, hey, you win. Congrats to you. You'll get a title. You'll get some rings. But it, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't really count. But I guess, well, I guess we'll just see how it goes, right? You know, kind of kind of leave it from there. Um, we can move on to some NFL news in action. Obed, dude, let's, have, let's do a little recap. A couple of the games that's happened this past weekend. Pittsburgh stayed undefeated, of course. They got an easy one against Jacksonville. What's their odds of them kind of going undefeated, Obed? I mean, I think the odds for them are very high to go undefeated. I mean, if you look at the rest of their schedule, probably uh, one that you can mark off if you're uh, heading into your fantasy playoffs. Uh, So the Ravens game was postponed, which I think is crazy to me uh, when you consider that the uh, NFL forced the Niners to play with a practice squad, but they'll reschedule for the Ravens to be able to have both their running backs available. Mm. then they are at they are against Washington at home might have an upset there at the Bills I think is the last team that potentially could give an upset if not the Colts for the defense that they have but Ravens Washington Bills Bengals Colts Browns I only losses I can potentially see there is a loss either the Bills are going to beat them or the Colts are going to beat them I don't think they lose both of those games so you're talking about at least if they don't go undefeated they'll have one loss Right. So, I mean, they're looking like they're going to definitely get the uh, number one seed in the AFC, of course. Um, some other news, the Saints actually started Taysom Hill instead of Jameis Winston. I know we were preparing last week for the Saints to have start Winston at the helm, but they gave it the nod to Hill. So was to me, oh, bet I got to ask, was this more about confidence and high confidence in Taysom Hill or a lack of confidence in Jameis Winston? Now that the year has gone on, it's easy. It's, it's finally come to fruition that, Jameis Winston could be the future for the Saints, but he seems to be there on a one-year flyer and they're treating it as as such. Um, To me, him not having to be up to speed enough to run the offense effectively 
to me, seems like they just brought him in to run scout team for them. They have confidence. It's, it's probably a little bit of both, honestly, because they have confidence mm-hmm. in Hill. They know right. that he knows his system, their system. It allows them to keep calling familiar plays versus dumbing down the system for Jameis or, you know, uh, calling things that they normally wouldn't call that might not work for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like go, why go through a period where you're trying to feel things out versus going with a guy for what? four games, five games, maybe uh, trusting that if you keep him within certain guardrails, he'll be fine. 18 mm. to 23 for 233. Um, it was not pretty. I don't care that they won. It was not pretty. Right. No, and it, so, was, it was not, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, 10 for 49 rushing with the two rushing touchdowns. Uh, he, it, he passed for a few amount of yards and rushed for a, a better average than what he was throwing for. Sounds like uh, Cam Newton, if you ask me, <laughs> um, but you know, this is this is what Sean Payton feels comfortable doing, and until it, it it is stopped by you know whatever team is on their schedule next, which I don't see many that have a chance to. Maybe the Chiefs game, like we said, I thought they were going to lose that anyway, so they could probably take this song and dance at the Broncos, mm-hmm. at the Falcons, at the Eagles, uh, with the mm-hmm. Vikings, at the Panthers, and be fine. Yeah, I mean, it was, I was still shocked by it not bringing Jameis Winston in. Um, I just think that Jameis Winston would have been the better look. Uh, I, especially with, with a guy like Sean Payton grooming Jameis Winston, I think he can be a better quarterback. I, we all know how he ended his team, ended his, ended his career in Tampa Bay with, with 30 and 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. But with Sean Payton as his coach, he can develop into a top tier quarterback. I think, especially with the weapons, yeah. Michael Thomas, we all know, you got Alvin Kamara to dump the ball off to, you got Emmanuel Sanders, you know, yeah. there's a lot of guys you can play with there, you know, in Tampa. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, he had guys in, in Tampa Bay with, with Evans and Godwin, but still, he has got, he's got a better coach now in Sean Payton. You know, yeah. sorry, sorry to uh, Tampa fans, but um, I just I was a little bit surprised by not going with Winston. So we'll see how kind of that plays out. But I don't think Taysom Hill is the guy to lead the. He, I don't think Taysom Hill will be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. I agree. Okay. His um, game plan is just not there. He's got to be willing to put 300 yards on the on the board at any time. Maybe he's got some long ball to him, but mm-hmm. I don't think he can run that offense to the efficiency and the supremacy that. Uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe, what? Drew Bledsoe, Drew Brees. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, next up, I wanted to discuss with you all, Ben, man, the Browns put a beating on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this was another rough one for the for Eagles fans, um, as I can, I can only imagine. They're, I'm sure they're frustrated. You know, they're 3-6-1. and one. I think still leading the division because the division is absolutely horrible. We've already talked about that enough. I think, to me, the bigger issue is the quarterback position, though, Ben. I think folks are starting to get frustrated with Carson Wentz, if they haven't been already. Yeah, right, if they haven't been already. You know, um, so it makes me ponder the question, is it possibly time to go to backup Jalen Hurts, to, to the rookie backup Jalen Hurts? If Zach Hurts has already been reportedly uh, designated to return from IR, that means they're going to have Wentz's number one option that he loves to throw to Zach Hurts back. Dallas Goddard is back. He went crazy for like 77 and five for 77 and two touchdowns. I think eight touchdowns, excuse me. One touchdown, uh, yep. One touchdown in the past game. Um, you know, Travis Fulgham has looked great. Uh, Jalen Rager is back and healthy, gives them a good stretch play. Uh, and Miles Sanders is back. The entire offensive skill set pieces are back. If Carson Wentz comes out here and looks like trash then too, I think it would be time for us to take a look at Jalen Hurts. 
You know, and to me, I was going to say possibly it could be, but you know, in me, I don't like rookie quarterbacks getting thrown in. Um, I mean, I just don't like it. I think they can learn. This season is a wash anyway. We all know Philadelphia is not, whoever wins the NFC East is not doing it. They're just going to win by default because somebody, somebody has to be declared a winner, quite frankly. And I, and I've, I've said this before, just because you win your division does not mean you should get in the playoffs. Cause if you're just like in this case, your team, your division sucks. Let's yeah. just be honest, folks. Just because you win does not mean you deserve to be in the playoffs. However, we all know at least somebody from the NFC East is going to get in there. Let's say it's Philadelphia. They're not They're not beating anyone in the NFC in any playoff game. So it doesn't even matter. So I think you can just stick with Wentz, see what he does, let Jalen Hurts learn, and then come next season, come next offseason, if, if Wentz is still not up to par, if they, if they don't believe in him, then look, you start you start to groom Hurts to replace Jason, uh, excuse me, Jay, Carson Wentz and possibly move on from him. We, we know he got that huge extension a few years back, so yeah. he's under contract for a while. So you, this is a place where you have to you would have to trade him to get that value back. And exactly, what do you bring in in that place? Exactly, I was gonna say the yeah, Carson Wentz is on for a cap hit of fifty nine million dollars if he is still on the uh, dead money cap hit, which means that that money has already been allocated to him. Mm. If he doesn't play, he's just sitting on the bench with 59 million. You're either trading that to somebody and it's going to be hard pressed to because we've watched him look so bad mm. or you're forcing him to play this out and he just continues to play poorly. So, you know. Yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But to me, I, I don't think there's a bad thing to maybe throw it in Jalen Hurts here and there, but I don't yeah. think you should just go ahead and start him just right now. But I just think, take, yeah, I would agree with you. Take a look, but don't make him the starter. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk about rookie quarterbacks. Unfortunate news in Cincinnati, rookie QB Joe Burrow, torn ACL, torn MCL, a bunch of ligaments as well, too. Man, this was a rough one. He was looking like he was going to be the front runner for the rookie of the year, for offensive rookie of the year for sure. But I, will he be the same upon return? Because this is a rough one, man. He pretty much just blew his entire knee out. I'm wondering if he can come back and be the same, you know, have the same mobility and have the same strength as Lee and be the court and be their franchise QB in Cincinnati. I, and I, I don't know, dude, this is a, I, I think it's going to depend upon how the surgery goes um, and then how his, how his rehab goes. So I think it's still a little too early to, see, to tell, but it's not going to be easy. And I don't yes. think he's going to be ready for next, for the beginning of next season. Excuse me. No, no, no. I, I would agree with you. I don't think he's gonna be ready for this beginning of next season. I think, and and you know, it it harkens Carson Palmer playing in the playoffs against the Steelers and having that offensive lineman fall back onto him, mm-hmm. tear his ACL, him being out and being rushed to come back and just never really looking the same until years later, and mm-hmm. then you know not having his renaissance until after he went to the Arizona Cardinals with uh, Bruce Arians. Um, I I would say it's it's you know goodness gracious it would be terrible for them to try to force him back soon hopefully you know they i think it would be great for them to get a fill in while he gets his body right you know Mm -hmm. kind of the way that miami began the season where they have uh their heir apparent to a tongue of aloha but you bring in ryan fitzpatrick and you allow ryan fitzpatrick to remain the starter until that gentleman is ready we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that later right so thinking about that if they try to go to the conservative route obviously having this kid throw 40 times a game was not a good idea knowing that he didn't have his running back joe mixton back there or Gio bernard so the the lack of having uh somebody that you could put the weight on so that he's not taking a bunch of hits you know you try to put together an offensive line didn't work he was still taking a bunch of hits uh they kind of put him out to the slaughter when maybe they should have took care of him yeah if oh, i was gonna say if they go yeah. the fill-in route which they have think- they're going to go with brandon allen they've announced 
So no, do you not- think that's guy going to be for this, the rest of this year and then in the next year, or do you think they might bring in a one year uh, filling guy? They may bring in someone in the off season for the, for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's going to be between Brandon Allen and um, Ryan Finley, the second year man, I believe. Um, but it's, Definitely this year, this season is, is they're obviously they're two, seven and one. They're not, they know they're not going anywhere, but can they, I think they do bring in some sort of like veteran, better, some sort of veteran minimum next year to kind of enter the off season, go through camp and even start if Joel Burrow is not ready. Like a tie um, God. Some, somebody, you know what I mean? Something like yeah. that, just to kind of fill a void because can you go into next season with Ryan Finley as your QB? I, I, I don't know, you know, um, yeah. I th- I think they're the, all the chips are kind of in their in their in their basket on, on Joe Burrow. They picked him for number one overall for a reason, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, but yeah, they've got this kid Finley. They picked in the fourth round last season, you know, um, out of NC State. So would they see see how I guess see how it goes? I think maybe heck maybe they just go with Finley. You know, they they spent the fourth round pick on him for a reason. So I guess we'll see we'll see what happens there for them. But yeah. it's it's going to be rough for Joe Burrow. But hope he gets healthy soon. Last game I wanted to recap quickly was the Chiefs and Las Vegas game. Now, the Raiders are the only team to beat the Chiefs this year, and they damn near beat them again. Um, Chiefs got this victory 35-31. to 31. Of course, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things, throwing for almost 350 yards and a couple scores. But are I want to ask, are the I know we didn't really talk about this offline, but are the Raiders an underrated team? Is this a team that could potentially make noise if they, and when they make the playoffs? I think that there's a potential for them to do such a thing. I mean, honestly, they played really well. I saw a stat today that while under pressure, uh, Derek Carr has thrown 17 touchdowns and zero interceptions. You know, he only has three interceptions on the season, you know, which is just crazy efficient. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that's a testament to uh, uh, Jay Gruden, excuse me, John Gruden Gruden and Chucky uh, coming Mm -hmm. in and really cleaning up the organization, cleaning up the football on the field. Uh, They've won some games that they were supposed to win lost some games that they were supposed to win. Um, and it's, it's definitely, you know, they gave the chiefs a run for money, if not for Patrick Mahomes, sprinkling that magic on there. Um, I look for them to, to like have a good strong ending to the season. When you figure that they're going to the Falcons, going to the jets playing against the Colts, chargers, dolphins, Broncos, mm-hmm. you know, there are, there's at least five wins there, if not four, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see them getting at, le- at least four wins out of that six. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about a 10 win team. That's enough to make the playoffs in the, in the E in the uh, AFC uh, and could give whoever they end up playing a run for their money. You know, I'd, I would give them a shot against all these other teams, the way Josh Jacobs is running, the way Darren Waller is playing Nelson Aguilar thought for dead and unable to catch them babies out in Philadelphia, uh, <laughs> you know, having kind of a, a, a renaissance for himself. So yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that there's a chance they could they could sneak up on somebody. Now, AFC Championship game talk? I don't think so. But yeah, divisional uh, round and get by. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in other news, um, the NFL has mandated that all players must wear um, protective mask while on the sideline. Do you agree with the move, Obed? And kind of is this something that you pretty much should have just been all year long? Like this kind of wasn't. They were they were making coaches wear it. So why all of a sudden now make players wear? It? If you're going to do it, why didn't they just do this all along? I think it's because they're lying about their numbers and the transmission rates. You know, it's convenient that JK Dobbins and Mark Ingram tested positive for COVID after 
they played their game. Uh, as if a fan of a few hours, you know, they get tested in the morning as soon as they walk in the door before the game. So, and that test would have shown in what a span of 30 minutes to an hour that they had it or not. So, but mm-hmm. you're telling me that you didn't announce until after the game, very convenient. And the NFL moves the game for them on Thursday. Very convenient. Um, right. It should have been all year. Uh, you know, that's, we've got guys who like disappeared onto IR and we're like Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay was on IR and gone for like four weeks, five weeks. And, came back and played healthy i wonder if he had covid and they just were talking about it you know i think it's possibly um, you know it's it, there were uh, politics aside you're messing around with something that is based in science right you yeah. you acting like it's not there it's not existent much as to what got uh, uh nick saban uh, pinched in the butt there where he's already had it before and now he's had it the second time and it's worse than he had it the first time uh, what your thoughts? So do you think this is something they should have done all year? Yeah, they, there was no reason not to do it all year long because, they, like I said, the coaches were doing it, had to, had to be account, held accountable for this. They were getting fined if they didn't uh, abide by the rules. So if you have – there's COVID doesn't uh, attract different players, different people, like coaches differently than it does athletes differently. You know what I mean? If you're there on the side, you can still get it no matter what. So I think the fact that you have one individual standing here mandated to wear a mask. Another individual, like I'll say a player in this case, right next to him doesn't have to wear a mask. It just, and then one after it, it has to, it makes no sense. Just do it for everybody. Exactly. I'd agree with you. And it's not that big of a deal. Just do it. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Just let's just do it. Let's move on. Let's exactly healthy through this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you said, like I said, the Raven Steelers game got to move. Now, could have been a whole, there's an outbreak of COVID randomly all of a sudden, dude, who knows what, who knows what the NFL is hot. Right. Right. Would you say they could be hiding something probably? I would, I would agree that they're hiding something. I mean, I think it's, I think what's happening is players are playing with COVID, you know, much like uh, uh, Adam Thielen, how Adam Thielen got, I don't, I don't believe the pro, the protocols for them to test only after the games. I know they test before the games and Adam Thielen scorched the secondary of the Cowboys. So please check some of those guys. If they don't have uh, uh, COVID, they definitely have burnt toastitis. Uh, <laughs> got them. You know, I mean, so, so that work. Yeah, I mean, well, these guys come out here and they play with a sports hernia. They play with a broken leg. They play. Drew Brees was already playing with three cracked ribs when he went ahead and cracked another eight and now has 11 cracked ribs uh, uh, for his injury that has put him out for all those weeks. So, you know, the the NFL is no, seek, no, no stranger to lying about things medically. Whenever a player says he's going to go get a second opinion, that into of itself means he's just fine like, trying to find a, a a doctor that's going to clear him so that he right can play yeah, right exactly so. right right yep well that's good news there we'll see we'll see how that goes Obed. let's get into our next segment of course it's you right you mad um obed i'm gonna say to you first because i know you're gonna love talking about this topic sir ravens quarterback lamar jackson was overrated and overhyped coming into this season Oh, Sherman, you're right. A hundred percent. I don't know. If you were playing darts, you would have hit a bullseye on every single throw. Uh, completely <laughs> overrated. I mean, you know, so he had such a high percentage of his points and scored last year. One against bad teams in the Houston Texans, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and then on top of that, so many, so much of his points were scored in straight touchdown passes, right? And you cannot 
touchdown passes are not a sticky stat. They can move up and down. You can regress back to your mean. You can regress heavily past far past lower than your mean uh his offense never looked like it took a step forward and was definitely shown out when they played against the titans coming off a bye having two weeks to prepare themselves and just did not look good against tennessee titans so i'm gonna say you are right that he was overrated overhyped coming into this year gotcha gotcha now i got a question for you sherman you write you mad dolphins started rookie tua tagabailoa too soon a hundred percent, sir. You are right. Um, I said this before. I don't like bringing in rookie QBs, you know, especially to start. And this was, there was no need for it. Granted Miami is playing well. Okay. So I'll give that to them. They're six and four. They could potentially get a wild card here. Cause I, I said it, I think the bills are going to win that division. Um, but they only got one game up on the Dolphins, but their defense is playing well for them. They could get in, but they're not going to make any noise. We all know the AFC is probably going to go to Kansas city. I think we all pretty much can say that's probably yeah. going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, they still want to play. Obviously no team is just going to give up. I, I, I get that. I totally get that. But you guys still got Pittsburgh out there. Who's content. Who's contending. Who's obviously undefeated. So let's say it could be Kansas city. It could be Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Uh, Buffalo might make some noise. Might win a wild card, Might win a first round game, but there was no reason for this dude. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, wasn't playing terribly like, oh my God, he's the worst QB. Now, granted, they won five games in a row. They were getting better. You know, they lost, but there was no reason for this, dude. In in five games this season, two attack of Iloa has gone for 602 yards. Granted, it's put six touchdowns and zero interceptions. Great. That's great. But only in five games, 600, basically just over 600 yards and, and six touchdowns. His completion percentage is just about 62%, okay? Not terrible for a rookie. I get it. You know, he's got to learn the ropes and all things like that. But there was no reason for this. And we all, we said it before, Fitzpatrick was hurt, hurt by hurt by the decision coming, you know, coming into doing this. But, but Fitzpatrick, when he was he was complaining damn near 70% of his passes. You know, he wasn't playing bad, bad ball at all. You know what I mean? He had some interceptions. I get that. But there was no reason to do this. I think he's going to... The Dolphins are going to continue to struggle. They had that bad loss against what Denver this past weekend. I think they should have won that game. Um, but I just think it was too soon. There was no need to do it. Let Tua sit there, learn from a veteran in Fitzpatrick, and then come back strong and be their starter next year and in the future. Um, I agree with you. I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes, right? He sat a year behind uh, uh, Alex Smith, Smith you right. know, and, and a lot of these guys like Tom Brady sat a year, Drew Brees sat a year. Uh, Peyton Manning did start as a rookie, but he was in a completely different situation and is, is a stone cold beast for his time. Right. Uh, you a- know, A-Rod sat in there four years. A-Rod sat four years and it's not like it's hurt and he got them a championship. I feel like there's more propensity right. to play better if they have a chance to learn. I agree with you. Exactly. Um, Obed, last up here on You Right, You Matt, I, I say to you, sir, the Lions need to replace head coach Matt Patricia. They got to blow it all up. Sherman, you're right. I mean, this guy is 13 and 28 in the three years he's been there. He has a chance to beat his highest win total of six that he got in 2018 in his first year, but he's made a dumpster fire of the locker room. The defense isn't even playing well. Again, after he left, the, the Patriots went on to have the best defense that they've ever had. And that was with apparently Bill Belichick's son calling the plays. Okay. So it definitely has nothing to do with Matt Patricia. I do not believe him to be a defensive mind. Mm-hmm. I do not think, I, I mean, it's, it's, it to me is ridiculous how he's been able to keep his job through all of this. You know, you would think that one of the people filing for unemployment would be Matt Patricia and Adam Gase this year, but Hey, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure I mean, the line's right. getting longer. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he needs to be replaced now. But who do you think could take that role? Dude, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the Lions, I was actually talking to uh, a coworker of mine just the other day. He's a, he's a Lions fan. And, you know, at the one con- Lions have been consistently bad or b- a below average for quite some time. But the one constant thing that remains is the organization, is the owner, is the Ford family. That's the yeah. one constant that they have this True. entire time. They've True. changed coaches. They've changed quarterbacks. They've changed running backs. They've changed receivers. They've changed assistants. They've changed coordinators. The one thing that's still there is the ownership. You know, are they not building what they need to build correctly? Are they not bringing in the right staff? Are they not bringing in the right uh, uh, mentor, the leaders, or whatever the case may be? Is I think I think at some point you kind of have to look that route. Heck, hell, look at look at Washington do. I think I've said this before too. Dan Snyder is one of the worst owners in sports, Amen. along with along with Dolan when the New York Knicks. You know, Amen. it's it, at a point it has to work its way up. Yeah, you can you can blame the guys on bottom for so long, but at some point you got to look up top. So Fact. hashtag just saying, folks. <laughs> I guess. Yep. Let's get into the picks, Obed. Uh, quickly looking at last week, dude. We had a rough one last week. I went five and nine. You went six and eight. Man, we did not do well last week. You got a, <laughs> yeah, we got a four game lead on me. So let's get into the get into it this week. Uh, first up, Houston at Detroit on Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to Houston. We just talked about Detroit. They don't have any weapons at all. I think Stafford might be out after this season, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to pick the Texans here. Yeah, the, the the Lions are a B team right now. Got to go Houston. Yep. Um, Washington at Dallas. Talk, just talked about Washington as well, too. I'm just going to pick Dallas just because, I mean, if Andy Dalton plays, he, he came back from a concussion protocol last week, so he seems to be okay. So I'll, I'll go with the Cowboys on the uh, Thanksgiving uh, uh, finale. Yeah, this is going to be some bad blood, especially since he got the concussion against Washington to begin with. That put him out. Really dirty hit um, from the line, right. from the linebacker there. Um, I'm going to go Dallas as well. Yep. Um, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, as we know, will not be played Thanksgiving night, but we will be played on Sunday. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh, dude. Um, Lamar is so inconsistent, you know. So uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Pittsburgh, um, and I think the Steelers stay undefeated here. Yeah, I'm going to say the Steelers stand defeated here. I mean, Baltimore, again, this is a Baltimore team that gave up five turnovers from Lamar Jackson himself to Pittsburgh in order for Pittsburgh to win by four points. Mm-hmm. You know, we probably should be saying Baltimore is going to avenge this That's loss. That's a good point. That's a good right? point, Obed. Yeah. But I, I just don't see it, honestly. The inconsistency is there. They're not leveraging. They're not using J.K. Dobbins, one of their best, if not best, running backs on the roster right now. Um, yeah, because Mark Ingram plans. hasn't done squat this season. Was, you know, and no. putting, Gus Edwards I mean, is great, but don't give him that much work. Dude, and I'm, I guess I'm just mad because I drafted him in my fantasy football <laughs> team, dude. I don't Know why. Tell him Don't why you're mad, son. Tell him why you're mad. Because I drafted him in my fantasy football. That's why I'm mad. Damn you, Mark Ingram. <laughs> Roll tide. <laughs> Moving on, we got Las Vegas at Atlanta. Uh, I like what, like we just talked about, the Raiders really going at Kansas City tough. Um, I think uh, Derek Carr is playing a clean game, and this is an opportunity for them against a very banged up and porous Atlanta secondary to go out there and make some plays. So I'm going Las Vegas. Yeah, going with the, Ra- with the Raiders too. They should get this this dub easy. Atlanta's just a bad team. Um, the charges. Oh, at Buffalo. Oh, you know it's funny. I was actually gonna pick LA in this one here, um, but I'm gonna. I gotta go. With, I gotta go with my Bills here. Here, uh, they come back off the bye strong. Uh, they get the W. Yeah, I gotta agree. I mean, I like what Los Angeles is doing. Justin Herbert is the un- mm. untold story of rookie quarterbacks for this year. 
now that Joel Burrow is out, you might see Herbert winning rookie of the year. I could see him as the that, offensive I'm rookie saying of it the now, year. folks. Yeah. I'm saying it going into week 12, this NFL season 2020, Justin Herbert could, I think, will be winning the offensive rookie of the year award now that Joe Burrow is out. I have him in my fantasy league. This guy throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns or more every week, like it's standard. And I, I mean, all the more power to Tyrod Taylor, to Rod Taylor. I hope he finds a job. I can see why they punctured his lung. Just throwing it out. <laughs> oh, got him. Yeah. Um, New York at Cincinnati. It's the G men. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. New York. Uh, we just mentioned no Joe Burrow. I'm gonna go with a backup backup quarterback. He was kind of guy coming off the practice squad in Brandon Allen, so they're not gonna be ready. Dan- Danny Downs will be lined it up. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, we watched. Uh, I can't remember what offense it was. Just run all over them. I think it was actually the Redskins. Uh, excuse me, the Washington Football Team mm-hmm. uh, no ran all over them. Antonio Gibson. Uh, so I have to think New York's gonna be able to pull something for him. Yep, uh, Tennessee to Indianapolis, good, good AFC South matchup here. Uh, I'm gonna go Tennessee, even though Indianapolis's defense is playing extremely well this season. Uh, I'm gonna go Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry's gonna be running all, running all through the Colts. That's what he did last time, and I assume him that he's gonna do it again. I gotta go Tennessee on this one again. Indianapolis has a great defense, even though it was funny because uh, they did beat the Packers in overtime. Great game, uh, but I knew that Devontae Adams was gonna have a good game because that whipping boy Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes are not closed mm. when Devontae mm-hmm. Adams is riding. Uh, but yeah, gonna go Tennessee on this one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Carolina at Minnesota. I'm wondering, is Teddy Bridgewater back and ready for Carolina? I don't know. I'll bet. I don't know if you can confirm that for us or not. If Teddy Bridgewater will be back at QB, if he's not, if they're still going with PJ Walker, um, then no, I'm gonna go to Minnesota. But I do think, oh, actually, yes, excuse me. Teddy Bridgewater will be returning in this week. He will be playing his old team against the Vikings. So you know what? I'm actually gonna, you know what, dude? I'm actually gonna change my pick. I'm gonna go Carolina here. Like I said, I was gonna go Minnesota. I'm gonna go Carolina here. I think Bridgewater wants a little bit of a revenge against his old squad. So I will change my pick to Carolina. I like it. I think it's a good pick as far as what they've been able to do. I, I like what Minnesota is doing because they are just running roughshod on everyone that they play now. Um, and it's worked out to their favor. They're playing a really clean game. Obviously, they just beat the Dallas Cowboys, which is nothing to really write home about. But it's clicking. They're able to get things open. And Adam Thielen, I might change my pick. I'm going to keep it as Minnesota. Yeah. Well, you know, no, the, the Cowboys beat the Vikings last week. Cowboys, Cowboys oh, the Cowboys that won that game. Yeah, oh, 31, my goodness. 28. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, so you're reeling on your laurels there. Uh, mm-hmm. And they won't have Adam Thielen. If Adam Thielen does not play, I will switch my pick. But right now, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We'll see how, what that matchup brings to us. Uh, Arizona at New England. Um, I go. I'm going Arizona. I know New England got that. Got a good win last week, but uh, I'm gonna, I got to stick with. I stick with Arizona. Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury are definitely in sync. Um, New England lost. Excuse me. Last week to Houston. Excuse me. Um, so many different. So many. So many bad picks last week. I don't even want to remember them. <laughs> That's yeah, what it right. is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, but I will go Arizona in this one. I, I'll have to double up with you on that one. I thought New England was a shoe in to beat Houston. I mean, that's a beatable Houston team for them to get back to 500 and start turning their their season around. But, right. you know, New England just can't seem to get out of their own way. Um, I do like what Arizona's put together. Arizona's challenging in almost every game they play in, and they're not afraid to go at you. They just have a lot of firepower. I look for them to get the W. Yep. Um, Miami at New York. Jet, we all know. They're, the Jets are losing every single game. So Miami. Right? Like, yeah, Miami. I mean, what is it even? Yeah. 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 Next, uh, Cleveland at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's poor team. They're actually benching uh, rookie QB Jake Luton. Um, they're going with 
another QB here for them. They don't know what they're doing. Um, Doug Marone is probably on his way out of Jacksonville. So I'm going to go Cleveland. My Glennon is about to toss <laughs> this game into the dumpster fire. Let's go Miami. Yep, yep, there you go. Oh, excuse me, let's go Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland, yep, yep, Cleveland, yep. Uh, New Orleans at Denver. Yeah, New Orleans should definitely win this game, whether it's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. I, I think it should be Jameis Winston. Um, Denver doesn't does, Denver doesn't have enough firepower to keep up with the Saints. I would agree with you on that one. It's New Orleans all the way. Yep, San Fran at Los Angeles. Rams coming up a, a big a big mid, big win on Monday Night Football against Tampa Bay. Los Angeles is definitely rolling. San Francisco too beat up. Los Angeles all the way. Yeah, San Francisco's too beat up. They're getting Raheem Morris and Raheem Morris, Raheem Mustert uh, and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. back. So it looks like they'll have some some hands on deck for them. But I, I like the Rams in this one. Yep, uh, big matchup, potential Super Bowl matchup here. KC at Tampa Bay. I think this will be the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Um, KC at Tampa Bay. This is going to be a good one. I think this is going to be a barn burner. You're going to see a score of maybe 45 to 42, 45 to 38, something like that. Uh, but I'm going to go Kansas. Actually, you know what? I will say 30, 38 to 35, or, or let's say 38 to 32. I'm going Kansas City, folks. Kansas Chiefs over the Bucks. I got to agree with you. I mean, I know it could be a Super Bowl uh, potential matchup, but I'm like, Tampa Bay, are you going to make it that far down into the playoffs with the way they've been playing of late? My goodness. Um, let's go Kansas City. I mean, on a roll, show what they have in their toughness when they beat, uh, came back to beat uh, Las Vegas. I think they're going to keep it rolling. Yep. Um, should, Sunday night game, Chicago at Green Bay in an NFC North matchup there. Packers, Aaron Rodgers um, coming off that tough loss. Because, as you mentioned before, Obed, it's the Colts. I think they get get some. Uh, they're having a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, Aaron Rodgers saying he wants the Lambeau Field bumping, even though there's no fans in the stands. He wants fireworks, pyrotechnics. He wants circus clowns. He he wants gym, gymnastics. He wants people swinging from barbed wire, whatever it is. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Packers in this one. Yeah, I think he's gonna get his discount double check for the night. Uh, maybe <laughs> he might even hit three pumps. Um, yeah. Let's go, let's go, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, buddy. And the final match of Monday Night Football, Seattle at Philadelphia. We talked about it, Philadelphia before. They're just playing poorly. Seattle, you know, they've got a bad defense. Russell Wilson, MVP, MVP candidate this year. So go Hawks. Let's go with Mr. Unlimited. And we'll go with Dangerous Wilson. Uh, Seattle's going to take this one. Philly has just looked bad. I mean, I know the Zach Ertz is going to be back. And this is a secondary that should be able to get at. Um, actually, five weeks in a row, Seattle has been leading the league in, sat, in uh, quarterback sacks. Uh, Philadelphia is um, known to give those up. And you also look at Seattle uh, down the line as far as the fantasy playoffs. Um, there is a chance that they might have some really good matchups and come along. Uh, but it's going to be Seattle on Monday night. Yeah, I think they've got a they've got a good chance to go finish out this out the season strong against Philly, the New York, New York again, and Washington, followed by the LA and the 49ers. So six games left. They can easily go five five and one in, in that in that uh within these six next six games. Then maybe yeah. they lose to LA, but I think they could actually beat LA. So they can end up going finishing out the season strong, going finish the season 13 and 3, if not 12 and 4. So would be wild. Yep, that's going to be a good one for them. Folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Before we head out, I'll bet I wish you, sir, happy Thanksgiving to you, sir, to you and your family. I uh, wish you both all the best. You got any plan big plans for coming up for the holiday? 
Um, I'm going to try to eat as many fried plantains as I can before I get the itis and pass out. That's my goal. I try to do it every year. I only got through about two whole fried plantains. I'm going to try to make it three. Let's see what happens. Ooh, guys, who's going for the goal? I like it, dude. Yeah, folks, yep. Get all you can. Get with you know, the turkey, the ham, the macaroni and cheese, the mashed potatoes, the collard greens, the stuffing, whatever it is, whatever is your choice. Get Oh, don't at the key. Don't forget the desserts, folks. Don't forget <laughs> them desserts. Well, you've got cookies, cakes, whatever it is. I'm all about that life, dude. Sherman, pumpkin or sweet potato pie? Mm, honestly, dude, it's going to be sad for me to say this on air. Neither. Wow. Wow. Dude, I, I, wow. I would rather Controversial. try to go. I, yo, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go for the sweet potato pie because I can't stand anything pumpkin flavored. Dude, it's so funny because people go crazy this time of year with pumpkin spice lattes. It's pumpkin, pumpkin cereal, pumpkin coffee, yep. you got pumpkin donuts. You got yep. pumpkin flavored water. I'm like, yo, dude, this is just too much. I can't stand it, dude. Get, get it out of here, yo. I don't want it. Give me a nice piece of cheesecake. If y'all don't know Junior's Restaurant in, in Brooklyn, she, the cheesecake, best cheesecake in the world. I will take that over any sort of cake pie any single day of the week all day shout out to my new york people y'all know what i'm talking about Good anyway way. folks uh that is our time throughout this week don't forget to check us out on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and of course on twitter at the wwent again folks happy thanksgiving to you yours uh feel blessed uh, give thanks to you thanks you thank you for your health thank you for your family your friends who are in your life you see you know 2020 has been crazy so give thanks where it is due folks um that's gonna be do it for us we'll catch you we'll catch you guys next time have a good one folks peace is.